0: Well, Ricky, here we are. We are in uh, doing this online worship again. We've been doing this for, I guess, about four weeks, right? This whole isolation mm-hmm. thing. And I was thinking to myself, I've learned so much during this time. Yeah. I, I learned how to uh, do kind of like a what TikTok is and how to do a silly little music video. Some of you were privy to that and many of you were not, but I've learned that. I've learned how to become kind of a quasi-professional at Zoom. Mm-hmm. Zoom is the new platform. I'm, I'm convinced that this is the new way in which we will engage even after the virus is gone. Um, and, but I'm also reminded that as, as the world begins to reopen in phases, And we received the the news this last week about the schools not being able to go back for the rest of the year, and and the sadness that I felt from teachers, from students, from parents. There was a sense of discouragement. There was a sense of um, of things not being normal, right? no longer do we hold the hope that tomorrow we're going to flip the switch and everything's going to go back to the way it was yeah. in fact that's probably not likely we're going to have to phase this out over who knows how long and how long that might take um, remains to be seen but and so i begin to realize that fear has surfaced in a lot of different ways i'm beginning to see fear surface in a little bit of anger I've I've seen it surface in sarcasm and skepticism, and I've even seen some um, um, conspiracy theory kind of things emerge on the scenes, right? And so it reminds me that, that fear causes with us like two different reactions. People that are facing fear either turn inward, they hunker down, they close in, they wrap their arms around themselves, as I explained when I heard that crazy siren at the age of 6 in in my in the backseat of my car or or they or they tend to step out step out in courage and uh step out in faith so that they can can um be generous of mm-hmm. spirit right yeah. so we're entering this new worship series called resurrection stories in which we're going to visit Jesus um, encountering all of these emotions that these disciples are going to feel and, and giving them something, resurrecting within them, like today, peace. Yeah.
1: Right. And that's exactly what the disciples are struggling with in, in our first story today. right, They're confronted by fear, and, and their immediate response is is this kind of holding on, this, this inward turning. They, they are, in the story, literally barricaded by fear in the house that they have holed up in. So if you have your Bibles with you, maybe at home, I'm going to invite you to, to open up with us to the Gospel of John. We're going to be in chapter 20 of John, and, and I'm going to read uh, verses 19 through 23, the first half of our scripture story for today. Now now this, just to set the scene, is, is the evening of the resurrection. So last Sunday morning when we read the story of, of Mary and the women finding the empty tomb uh, first thing in the morning, this is that very evening. So verse 19 of chapter 20. When it was evening on that day, the day of resurrection, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them, and he said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he, he showed them his hands and, and his side, And then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Now when he said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. You know, you know I love this story and I find it so fascinating. That that the first response of the disciples, and, and in John's gospel particularly, not only do Mary and the women go and find the empty to, tomb, but they go back and tell the disciples, and, and Peter and John don't don't really believe them or know what to make of it, or they want to see it for themselves, and so they have this race to the empty tomb, and, and they look and they see it for themselves. And then Mary finds the risen Jesus in the garden and mistakes him for the gardener and has this immediate interaction with him. and they had these empty tomb experiences that morning, and you know what they do? They don't go to Galilee, they don't go on their way, they 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 hide. They go into hiding, they, they lock themselves up, they barricade themselves up literally behind these doors. And John goes out of his way to tell us the doors were locked because of fear. Right? They had double bolted and thrown the chain on it just to be safe. The doors were locked and bolted because of fear, and yet in spite of that fear, in spite of the locked doors, suddenly Jesus is standing in the middle of the disciples, which is such good news that in spite of our best efforts to isolate ourselves, to turn inward on ourselves, to barricade ourselves with fear, Jesus always finds a way through. And Jesus shows up in the middle of them, and, and, you know, it's got to be a startling thing. I can only imagine, right? You've seen the empty tomb. Only Mary Magdalene has seen the risen Jesus so far. And you don't know what's just happened. And you're already scared because of the crucifixion. And now the tomb's empty. And, and you're locked up for fear. And then all of a sudden there's this, like, ghostly resurrection figure standing in your midst. And I imagine it just freaked everyone out. And so what's the first word that Jesus speaks to them when he appears in the midst of them? Jesus says, Peace. Peace peace be with you which to me reminds me of the story of jesus in the boat you know jesus is in the boat in the boat on the sea of galilee with his disciples and and jesus has had a long day so he takes a nap in the back and while jesus is sleeping the the storms And the seas begin to swell up and rage around them. And and these hurricane-force winds start blowing and threatening to rip the boat apart and overturn it. And the disciples are scared for their lives and they're afraid that this is the end. And, And they wake Jesus up saying, Lord, do you not care that we are perishing here? And what's Jesus say? Peace. Be still. To the raging winds of chaos around him, Jesus speaks peace. The fear that these disciples are, are locked behind and caught in, Jesus speaks peace. And I love that John tells us that, that after Jesus says peace and, and shows them his hands and his side, it, John says, and he he breathed on them. Which is a little strange. You know, Cassie, if I was telling folks about, about our hanging out this morning, I said, and, and Cassie and I, we had a great meeting this morning. We we're having coffee and I probably would not say, and she was breathing. Right. Right. You sort of take that for granted. If you're having a conversation with someone, if you're sitting next to someone at the dinner table, you assume they're breathing. Yet, Yet John goes out of his way to say, Jesus breathed on them, which reminds me of the creation story. In the very beginning, when nothing existed but the swirling waters of chaos and the the breath of God, the Spirit of God, hovered over those waters. And the very first thing that God spoke was life and light. The breath of God, the Spirit of God, which in the beginning of the Gospel of John, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and it was that Word that spoke forth peace into creation, life and light into creation. And so as the breath and Spirit of God spoke in the waters of chaos, and as the voice of Jesus spoke peace into the raging storms, the resurrected Jesus shows up, and these disciples, barricaded and isolated by fear, and, and his first word is peace. Receive the Holy Spirit, receive the Spirit of God's peace. That's
0: right, that's right. But the story continues. Yeah. Right? So, um, so they tell Thomas, because Thomas evidently is not with them. So I'm going to, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to pick up with verse 24 in the 20th chapter of John. Listen now for what happens when Thomas hears this story. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. Put your finger here and see my hands. Hold out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet come to believe. So what strikes me about this story is is all the generations that Thomas gets this really bad Mm -hmm. rap Thomas gets this rap that he's the one that just doesn't believe that he has no faith and And I don't really think that it's that he has no faith when his friends he he was not there when Jesus came to them Wherever he was it may have been for legitimate reasons. He was not there. Perhaps he was caring for a mother or who knows what might have been legitimate he wasn't there and when his friends come to him and say we have seen Jesus he just wants that same experience and so he says I I want to put my hands in Jesus's hand and I want to put my hand in Jesus's side I want that experience of the risen Christ for myself and so it is Jesus that responds Jesus responds again when they are behind locked doors, when they are hunkered down in their fear. It is Jesus who comes again and this time talks to Thomas. It hearkens back to his farewell discourse, which precedes this in the 14th chapter of John. The evangelist tells us that Jesus gathers those around and he begins to talk to them and prepare them for what lies ahead. And in that, he says, I give you peace. I'm gonna leave you my peace, a peace that is not like the world's peace, a peace that is my peace. Now, they lived in a time when there was this notion of peace Romana, right? And so, and that meant that Rome had this peace across the kingdom, but it was gathered and held by oppression. And so the peace that Jesus is talking here is not a peace that comes by being oppressed and charged with living together in peaceful nature by getting along. What Jesus is talking here is about a peace that comes from within, a peace that keeps us from holding back a peace that allows us to go forth and be engaged with all kinds of people and continue to be the feet and the hands of Jesus in spite of our own fears. So the first experience of peace that Jesus offers the disciples and to Thomas is this presence, this presence that goes beyond any barricade, a presence that goes beyond any locked doors, any, anything, any way that we can hold off the world, Jesus enters into that mm-hmm. very space.
1: I think that's the beautiful thing about this this peace that Jesus resurrects even in the face of fear is that it's a peace that, that restores community. Mm-hmm. And our, our natural response may be to turn inward, maybe to move to isolation, maybe to barricade ourselves behind these locked doors. But in the face of the risen Christ, when Jesus offers us peace, it's peace that restores us back to that community. And and I'm I'm convinced that when when Jesus' peace prevails, no one gets left behind in their isolation. No one gets left behind behind their locked and barricaded doors. Not even Thomas gets left out in the cold on his own, but even Thomas is restored to the community of faith. And and I'm convinced that the very best place to experience this peace, Paul says this peace which passes all mm-hmm. understanding. I'm convinced the very best place to experience this peace is in community, in fellowship with fellow believers in the community of faith. God does not leave us on our own behind these locked doors, but restores us to community.
0: So I guess what maybe the evangelist John is trying to get us to see is that this peace, this this peace that comes and is bigger and more, stronger than any fear that we might have is best played out in community, right? Yeah. So I guess what he's telling us is that this importance, Jesus comes to them not individually, but in community. Jesus comes to Thomas not individually, but in community. And so we, even in the midst of COVID-19, continue to find ways to be in community, even in this church. Yeah. I mean, I am reminded how um, how we have launched so many new Zoom classes as we keep talking about and what that does just to see the faces of the people that I long to see so much does so much for my heart it gives me a sense of peace right
1: I think the small groups that that you and I have started up on Tuesday mornings and Wednesday nights for folks that maybe weren't connected to a Sunday school class before this and and need that extra point of community Mm -hmm. in this time or our Sunday school classes that are meeting one, one of my favorite parts of my week these days is uh monday morning we're starting to call it monday school rather than sunday school monday mornings i get to spend an hour or so with our character builders sunday school class who are the mate the most beloved matriarchs of this community of faith and uh i i just pop online with them and help troubleshoot them with tech support but but in those moments they pour into me i get to sit and and hear scripture and, and learn from their wisdom and uh, find peace in that community. It's, it's in community that we find that peace connecting with each other.
0: We've also continued our Bible studies. Mm-hmm. These are our studies that we've been doing ongoing, and so we have continued to do that. We have combined. We used to meet at on Wednesday in the morning and then early, early on Thursday morning. We've combined that into one session, but it is wonderful when we get together and hear each other read Scripture. We hear uh, the scripture pouring out of the many different versions of the Bible. And so we continue to find peace in God's word, even in the midst of COVID-19.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think this this peace, you know, I, We spend a lot of our time working with adults, Mm -hmm. but but it's not just reserved for us adults. This this piece, this community is meant for us no matter how old or young we are. And so I I have just been so incredibly proud and grateful of the work that our uh, gifted staff people and volunteers and youth and children's ministry have done to help keep our young people connected with each other. And so our youth who are gathering together on Zoom for online uh, youth group on Wednesday afternoons and Wednesday evenings to to play games and check in on each other and and dive into the Word and ask where it is that God's coming alive for us this week in these times. Or our kids who are gathering together on Thursday afternoons for online children's ministry, where they're having the same kind of conversations and getting to see each other's faces and hear each other's voices and check in on each other and play games and, and ask where is it that God's speaking to us in our lives. This community, we were made for community no matter how old we are, or stage of life, or where we find ourselves—God has created us to be together. That's
0: right. It is in this community. Whether it's—we've uh, found all kinds of ways to connect: telephone calls, texts. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes we can't do it remotely. People showed up yesterday or Friday. Yeah, yeah. To pack boxes yeah. and uh, to put them into the trunks of hungry people in this community. So we. Kept social distancing. We, To the best of our ability, we kept social distancing. However, we continued to find ways to gather as the community of God. And it is in this community that the Holy Spirit weaves us together
1: mm-hmm.
0: and gives us this peace.
1: Oh. Right. I, I think the most striking part of, of the good news for me here in this story is that God doesn't leave us alone behind the locked doors of our fear or our isolation, or our anxieties, or the ways that we wall ourselves off and barricade ourselves off from the rest of the world, God does not leave us alone there, but breaks down our walls of isolation and breathes out a peace that passes all understanding, that restores life to our own bodies and restores us to the body of Christ in community together so that we might be the hands and feet of Jesus, the living and resurrected body of Christ for this world. Always in the face of fear, God's love and God's peace win out every single time. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.
0: So, friends, uh, we continue to remind you that uh, we have a virtual offering plate. Uh, we continue to be the church, and one of the ways that we that we are the church is to is to develop our discipleship through generosity. And we have seen that generosity in so many exciting ways. We want to invite you to find online uh, a link so that you can give. Uh, via an online mechanism through decaturmethodist.org give, this will take you to an opportunity to give consistently and regularly online. But if you are like many of us, you still prefer the, um, to write a check, to physically write a check and we invite you to put it in an envelope, address it and put a stamp on it and set it out for the mailman because we're still going to the post office, we're still gathering the mail several times during the week, we have people to do that, and so this is a way that you can continue to support your family of faith, the Decatur Methodist family of faith during this time, and we invite you to do that very thing. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, we give you thanks for all the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us, The fact that even in the midst of a pandemic uh, we continue to have resources and we continue to be able to give beyond what we what you have already given us to give out of generosity a spirit of of faithfulness we give you thanks we ask your blessing upon every single dollar that is given that it might be turned into a spirit of peace and hope that it might be resurrected into a, a story, a personal witness, a personal encounter with the risen Christ. And for these things we give you thanks. Amen.